0: Create in us clean hearts, O God, and renew a right spirit within us. I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a short distance from the security of You are my Son, the Beloved. With You I am well pleased. To the dry barren loneliness of the desert, how quickly the scene moves in Mark from the lush waters of the Jordan to the Spartan sands of the Judean desert. After joining the throngs around John the Baptist, after the voice from heaven announcing his belovedness, what sheer silence in the wilderness with only rocks and stones and trees from the security of knowing exactly who he is and whose he is to the danger of wild beasts and seductive, troubling, tempting questions whispered in his ear. What was that like? What was it like to be all alone in the desert, surrounded by nothing, by miles of beige rocks, low scrubby bushes, reptiles skittering away from him, snakes slithering, lions prowling, no food, no water in sight, hot during the day, freezing at night. What did Jesus do during those 40 days? I imagine he prayed each morning and evening and whenever he was afraid or lonely i imagine he walked and walked and walked looking for something anything to fill his time did he find amusements in the desert watching for birds and foxes spying on even bears and wild boars did he try to befriend the gazelles or some desert mice? Did he try to tell the time by the sun? What day it was by the moon? And what were his tests? He was there for 40 days and Satan tempted or tested him. In Mark's version of the story, the tests aren't outlined for us. There are no demands for bread or for his loyalty or to prove that he's the son of God. No, here there's just this simple, intriguing sentence. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts and the angels waited on him. What would tempt or test Jesus? What might push him to the edge, stretch him just to the point of breaking? In Mark, Jesus just appears out of nowhere to suddenly be baptized by John. When the heavens are torn apart, the spirit descends and he hears that heavenly voice declaring him beloved. And now he's alone, but there's still a voice, another voice, slippery, seductive, whispering in his ear. We don't know for sure what the temptations were, but I bet they were about Jesus's identity. Suggesting that Jesus wasn't who he thought he was. That those words at baptism weren't real. Who was he to think he was called by God? To think he was beloved? I bet the temptations were to doubt God's love. Doubt God's presence, even doubt God's identity. How can you think God is loving? That God is that God loves you when you're all alone out here in the desert, surrounded by threatening beasts. The desert can be disorienting. When you're there, the sound is sheer silence. You stand out in the desert, an interloper in the landscape surrounded by creatures who blend in, who are hard to see, who might be dangerous. In the desert, it's just you and your thoughts. There are few comforts and there are many threats and there's a lot of time to think. And no matter what, we all end up there at some point in our lives. Lent is a kind of desert, and we enter it each year. But when we entered it last year, It seems like we never came out. For a week into Lent, the unthinkable happened. A pandemic, followed by shutdowns and distancing, masks and death and protests, fear and overflowing hospitals. And then the unthinkable, but the all too often happened and happened and happened again a black man jogging killed a black woman asleep in her home killed a black man humiliated handcuffed neck crushed by a smiling cop killed the desert landscape extends around us as far as we can see dotted only by fear and anger loneliness and distrust in this desert this barren place tests and temptations come attacking our identity our certainty who do you think you are a sinister voice coils in our ear. This is just how life is. It will never change. No point trying. Just worry about yourself, that voice whispers. Life is dangerous and pointless and short. God isn't paying any attention. He doesn't care. That's what the tempter offers. Well, at least That's what the tempter says to me in the desert. The voice of your tempter might be different. But the great tempter is sure to be whispering, sure to be questioning who and whose you are. What did Jesus do in the desert to hang on to his identity? which we know he did because he emerges from those 40 days to begin his ministry, announcing the reign of God, inviting all to turn again to God, to believe good news. And so I imagine that while he was alone in the desert, Jesus prayed and that he allowed the silence, the desert to become his friend. He allowed the silence to show him everything about himself, his fears, His worries, the trials to come, he let it wash over him until his mind was smooth, his soul became still, and he allowed God to find him again. But this time, in the sheer silence that surrounded him, and in that silence, a still small voice pushing out all those other tempting voices, you are my son the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. In Lent, we emulate Christ's time in the desert. This is a time set apart, a time to make space for God, to allow ourselves to be driven into the desert, the wilderness, though this year we are already there. Perhaps then, this Lent, in this desert, this desert that stretches too far back and too far forward, perhaps we might just pay attention, pay attention to the tests and the temptations besetting us. Are we tempted to give up, to give up hope? to give up on doing what we know keeps us and others safe? Are we tempted to give up on the possibility of beloved community? Or maybe we need to pay attention to, even befriend the wild beasts who accompany us. Beasts of anger at injustices revealed. Beasts of sorrow at all we miss and have lost but perhaps to those shy, gentle creatures of quiet in time and space of longing for all we love. And even in this desert, this endless flat, dry landscape, there are angels who attend us. Kindnesses from friends and strangers and fellow church members, reconnecting by phone and Zoom with those we thought we'd lost, A day of sunshine and birdsong. Some music that lifts the soul, an unbidden fleeting sense that yes, all shall be well. Beloved, in this Lent, this desert time, there a slithering voice testing you? Have you learned to live with some of the wild beasts? Are there angels? I hope there are angels. Perhaps this quiet desert time is when we can listen fully, see completely, separating temptations from blessings and enter into that deep silence where we can finally hear the still small voice. Beloved, beloved. And then, and only then, beloved, when we allow God to call us by our right name, when we remember our true identity, only then, Can we repent, turning again to God, changing our minds again, so that we might hope, we might believe, we might trust that even in this sad old world, in this angry, cynical time that we will make it out of the desert, taking its gifts and learnings with us, confident that we will not faint nor fall, confident that the Kingdom of God is near, the time is fulfilled. That there is good news to hear. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.